So here we are. We're going to end today on our um, final message within Traveling Light. And uh, we've been looking at some things, uh, some things within life that we need to kind of disperse of. Some baggage maybe we're, we're carrying along in life. Some things that are, are definitely taking up maybe more of our time, more of our attention that really need to be. And today's going to be no different. We're going to continue uh, talking about that this morning. But before I get into that, what I want you to do is look at your neighbor. We've done this each week. Say this. You are, you are oblivious, oblivious to the obvious. All right. And today it's all obvious, right? Amen. Let's do it again. You are, you are oblivious, oblivious to the obvious. Awesome. You know, we, um, we accumulate a lot of things within life, don't we? You ever watch that, that show, Hoarders? Holy cow. You're like, what? How in the world can that happen? And, and how in the world do people... Some of you, look, some of you, you've even looked at your spouse and be like, that's you. If it weren't for me, this place would look just like that, right? We've, we've, all, we've all been there. We all have, have had those moments where we're just like pack rats, you know? Keeping everything, accumulating as much as we possibly can. But we're going to talk a little bit about the physical aspect of what we accumulate in life today, but we're also going to talk a little bit as well as the spiritual, uh, relational, different things like that, because even though we may not see that we're accumulating a lot of stuff on the outside, many of us in this room today, we're accumulating a lot of stuff inwardly. We're accumulating a lot of stuff spiritually, and we're buying into these things. We're allowing our culture, we're allowing our society to, to tell us what is good for us and what's not good for us, and really not leaning to the Word of God, and really not leading to the teachings and, 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 and the direction that God wants to give for our lives. So we, we, we accumulate seeds of discontentment, and we're going to talk about letting these things go and some of the stuff that holds us back. And so today, um, I got a key thought. If you're taking notes, this is what you need to, to, to take a look at. It says this. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. I mean, that's a common sense statement, really. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. I mean, we, we would all definitely agree to that statement. The problem is, is if we were looking at our lives, we would see a pattern that possibly could reflect the exact opposite. That we're more interested in collecting stuff that doesn't matter and less interested in collecting the things that do. All right, now, everything in our culture screams the opposite of what that statement says. We all have these blessings from God within our lives, and, and, and we want to be happy. We, we want to be fulfilled. We want to feel complete. I, I would say that's, that's the majority of everybody in here. That would be our, one of our key thoughts about our lives. I want to be simply happy, I want to be fulfilled, and I want to be complete. But we grow up um, believing this, that something else is out there that I must have that is more better, that is always better, that if I have one dollar, if that's good, I need two dollars because that's better. If one vacation is good, two vacations is what? Better. If one car is good, two cars is better. And so we, we, we go through life looking at that. And what I want us to do is look at a, a different principle 
uh, that Solomon actually gives us in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6. Let's take a look at that scripture for a second. It says this, better. Everybody say better. better. Okay, come on now. Y'all can clap for an ugly Christmas sweater, but you can't say a scripture. Better. Everybody say better. better. All right, better is what? One handful of tranquility. Then two handfuls with what? Toil and chasing after the wind. Right? In other words, it's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what really does. What are the things that really matter? What are the things within your life? Family should matter. Amen. Family absolutely should be one of the top priorities within your life. God has to matter. We must allow God to be the first within everything within our lives. See, the scripture says, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with what? Toil and chasing after the wind. Listen, your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. And your God is too good to waste your life on stuff that simply doesn't matter. We worry about so much within our lives. So many things that we worry about that are so superficial. That at the end of the day, if it was here today, gone tomorrow, it really wouldn't matter that much. But we allow these things to take up so much space within our minds, and within our relationships, within our heart. Jesus kind of gives us a warning about all of this. Here's a powerful story about two sons that were kind of excited about their inheritance. And Jesus warns them in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. He says, watch out. Everybody say, watch out. But to what? Be on your guard. The intensity of the warning should, should, should cause us to pause for a moment. You know, you, you ever been in that moment where you're like, you know something's about to happen and you go, watch out? Or you think within your mind, watch out? Watch out because you know something's about to take place? You know, I don't know about you guys, but uh, if you ever watch a scary movie, right? You know that the person, as soon as they turn the corner, there's somebody there with a big old hatchet, right? And they're going to chop them up. And inwardly you're like, watch out. Like, don't, you're stupid. Don't go there, right? Watch this. Jesus is saying some words here. He's trying to gain some attention. And he says, watch out. Be on your guard. All right, let's continue in it. Be on your guard, what? Against all kinds of greed. Now, understanding all kinds. Instantly, we think of monetary greed, don't we not? We think of that stuff. But Jesus is saying all kinds of stuff. What are the things that you are just continually collecting that simply just doesn't matter within life? that are causing possibly a split or divide within relationships, but more importantly, with you and God. That would be something that would be considered as greed. So God is saying here, Jesus is saying, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in abundance of what? Possessions. But again, everything in our culture tells us the exact opposite. You need to understand you are not what you have. You are not what you have that is not who God has created you. You are not what you drive. You are not what you wear. You are not simply what you own. And here we are. We're, we're in this season. That's why I'm talking about it. Because everything's about stuff. What can I get? What can I receive? You know, I, I love this, this time of the season for us as a church. Because 
Uh, we, we really, in my opinion, we, we, we do a great job, but we need to do even better, and we will be doing even better, of, of giving back to our community, giving back into mission efforts. You know, I look back, and, and um, I think it was in April, I came before you guys as a church, and I said, you know, I, I feel like the Lord has spoke to me and said, we're going to give on that specific Sunday, all right, we're going to give the entire offering to a missions, uh, missions effort. It was the largest offering we have ever collected in this church. And when they came back and they told me the amount, I was like, whoa, just absolutely blown away. And, you know, some, as the pastor, you know, um, Karen comes to me each week or, you know, throughout the week and she hands me a stack of checks and says, sign them. And I go, ugh, ugh breaking my heart, you know what I mean? And, and I remember that, that, that week, and I got, we, we got the opportunity to give that money to that mission effort, and it was all exciting. It was joyful. There was something about giving rather than collecting. There's something about giving back out rather than collecting. And can I tell you, because of that effort, this church has reaped bountifully because of it. God always brings back so much more than what you can ever give. You know, uh, what was it? Um, two, well, no, no, about a month ago, I guess, we, we, uh, we had the missionary from Scotland that came here. And we gave over $2,000, or right at $2,000, I believe it was, from this church out to that mission field. And, and, and I, I don't say this in a boasting manner, but I'm, I'm letting you know it's better for us when we can give things back out. When we can do these things, and, and, and we, get, we had the opportunity to give to that ministry. And can I just tell you, within two weeks, everything that we gave came right back in to us, and more. And so what does it allow us to do? To then turn back around, and this week, there's going to be thousands of dollars spent on families within our community to help give them a great Christmas. This is stuff that we are able to do, that God blesses us. Simply through obedience, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's, we get caught up in stuff. We get caught up in what we can get. It, listen, listen, that's, to me, that is not the message of Christ. It's not about getting caught up in all kinds of greed, because God says life does not consist in abundance of what? Possessions. The lie uh, is what you don't have is what you need in order to be happy or to be fulfilled, or to be joyful, or to feel good about yourself, or to feel significant, or to be what, important, or to, to have, you know, extravagant homes, or whatever it may be, there's a lie that says, if you have these things, then you will be satisfied. Can I just be very completely honest with you? That is a lie. That is not how this life works. I've been in seasons of my own life where I even thought, if I could get this, I'll be happy. If I could get that, I'll feel complete. If I could have this, I can have joy. The only thing that ever brings us complete satisfaction, complete peace, complete joy, is Jesus Christ. Amen? That right there is a hand clap. Now, we're going to take a look at a couple things that I want to encourage us that we can do better with 
within our lives to get rid of some of this, what I would just simply call nonsense, some baggage that we have within our lives. The first thing is this. You guys need to learn to throw out, right? Amen. Throw out. You, you go up in my attic and you're going to see a lot of stuff that needs to go away. Some of y'all are like that, right? You go into the bedroom, you're going to see a lot of stuff that needs to be gone, that needs to be thrown out. When we're looking at the junk that most of us have, watch this, it's absolutely ridiculous. We have met way more than what we ever truly need. Let's just be honest about it. Some of you are like, Pastor, stop, because I have a big Christmas list and you're killing it right now. All right? We all have a lot of things within our lives that we just don't need. Your life does not consist in the abundance of the junk that you have within your closets, your drawers, your attics, some of you the back seat of your car. All right? How about this? Some of you can't even get in your garage. Oh, I hit a, I hit a moment. That's the last Sunday I'm coming here. Your life doesn't consist of possessions. There's a, in the New Testament, there was this uh, rich young ruler. He was young. And uh, you ever notice, like, when it talks about monetary things, it, it, it's as if, you know, God always points out the young people, right? Some of you missed that spot where you're growing up. But here we go. He was young. He was up and coming. And he was a kind of a leader. He had a lot of stuff. And Jesus said uh, something to him that he was not really happy about. And this guy was asking about a spiritual life. How do I get right with you? And Jesus pretty much just tells him, well, you need to go ahead and sell your things, take the money, give it to the poor, and then he said, and then you will have treasures within heaven. In other words, you're going to have less of the stuff that doesn't matter, and you're going to have more of the stuff that really does. Now, we can also look in the book of Acts, and we've been doing a teaching on Wednesday nights in the book of Acts. If you don't attend, you really should. It's, it's, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great teaching. I love it. And uh, you're missing out. But um, we're, we're doing a study on, on the book of Acts, and, and we see there within Acts chapter 2, where it talks about that the new church, or, or the, the, the early church, they did something very interesting. They came together as a family, and when there was need, they began to sell their possessions. And when they sold the possessions, then what did they do? They helped the people in need. And, and, and watch this, there's a very, very key part, because some of us, we, okay, I'll do that, but when I give to people in need, I'm going to give out of uh, uh, an attitude, like, oh, here we go, got to do this. Oh, geez, that person's always got a problem, here. Oh, let me help them out again, right? We take on that attitude, but the early church did not do that. Understand this, the early church, the scripture says, read it, Acts chapter 2, it says that they praised with them, that they were joyful with them as they gave to see the needs of their brothers and sisters, what, fulfilled or met, Sometimes we have a difficulty when we come into church and we see somebody blessed and we go, well, why didn't God bless me that way? Well, maybe because your attitude stinks. Maybe he has and you're just so blind you don't see it. Understand this, if you receive nothing ever again within your life, if you receive Jesus Christ, you received all that you ever need. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 22, here's what the scripture says. When the young man heard this, he went away sad. Because he what? He had great wealth. I want to land on that story for a second here. And it's, it's not wrong to have stuff. Understand that. It's, it's not wrong to have nice things. It's not wrong to want some things. Because we understand that we, God, he's a generous God, okay? Um, I, I give God credit for everything within my life. I give God credit for everything within this church. 
God is continually blessing and moving. But it's wrong for our lives to be defined by these things, by stuff. It's wrong for us to allow these things to go above God and beyond God. Now, here, here's something very interesting. And I'm going to take this away from possessions, and I'm actually going to look at it in, in, in the inward man and woman that is sitting here today and, and say this. Why don't we want to get rid of stuff? Well, because we're fearful. We're fearful of losing things because we might need it again within life. You know, have you ever heard somebody say, well, I can't get rid of that possession because if I do, I might need that down the road. Have y'all ever said that before? Yeah. You've been there? Yeah. I got a garage full of stuff like that, right? I might, an attic full. I might need that later on down the road. Well, here's what we do within life. There's relationships that we treat the same way. Well, God, I, I, I see you severing that. And, and, and maybe it's not good for me, but I, I don't want to completely separate myself because I might need that relationship later on. I might need to come back to that later on. And so one of the big things that really interrupts us from, from God's blessing and, 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 and having more of what matters and less of what doesn't matter is fear. We're afraid to cut ties with things that maybe God is saying that relationship needs to go asleep at least for maybe a season. I bring this up, and I said it on Wednesday night. I said, you know, here's something that happens. Um, within Scripture, we read that Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and before the most uh, trying time of his, of his ministry and, and really of his life. And he's there, and he's got a few disciples with him, three of them, in fact. And he tells them, he says, look, you guys hang out here. I, I need to go pray. And while I'm there, you pray too. So he goes into the garden, and he's sitting there, he's praying. He comes back, and the guys are asleep. How many of y'all know you got some friends that you can really depend on? Yeah, he thought he had some, right? Here they are, they're asleep. And he comes back, back out, and it's like, wake up. Wake up, I need you to be praying. So then he goes back, I'm paraphrasing. He goes back into the garden, he spends time in prayer. I mean, he's, he's very uh, into it, he's anguished. And, and, and he comes back, and what does he find them? Well, they're asleep again. You know, and, and, and then, you know, he, he comes back out to him. He's like, wake up! Look at your neighbor say, wake up. <laughs> All right. Turn your light on, say they wake up or something, right? <laughs> and, and he says, I need you to be in prayer. So he goes back, and he goes back, spends more time in prayer. And he comes back out, and what does he find him? Asleep again! And, and you know, that's how some, some of us are within our lives, that there are some relationships that God is saying, you know what? It needs to be me and you right now, or me and you and some other people that I'm beginning to bring into your life. Some of these older ones, these other relationships, maybe it's time for them to go to sleep for a bit. Or watch this, maybe it's time for them to be gone. That, that, that's hurtful. We don't, we don't, Pastor, that's not the feel-good message that I came for today. Oh, I'm sorry. But there's nothing like living in perfect harmony and peace and the will and purpose of God. That is what truly brings great joy. Now, another thing is this. We're, we're very sentimental, Right? You guys sentimental? You got things within life like, I am never departing with that as long as I live. But we treat that way with relationships also. I See, I'm big on this because I, I truly believe that God, well, you show me the people you, you hang out with, that is your future. Let's just be honest about that. That is you five years down the road or sooner. Some of you need to take inventory. What's it look like for you? The early church, what did they do? They, they stayed together. Why? Because they understood that mentality. They understood that I must keep myself with the people that God is aligning me up with. Because God has a greater purpose. He's got a greater plan. He's got a greater will. All right, here we go. Number two. Uh-oh. 
Buy less. Buy less stuff. You're like, well, Black Friday's over, Cyber Monday's gone. Thanks. Now you tell me. Why couldn't that have been like the first week of the message? Right? Amazon Prime, bam. You know? Buy less. And, and what I'm talking about with that, watch this. 62% of people actually admit that shopping cheers them up. That's, okay, I thought that was crazy. 62% of people. Like, I, no, not for me. My wife and I, we went, uh, I think it was Friday or Thursday, fr Friday. We went, and, and, and she's like, well, we got to get this for this person. we got to get that. And I'm going, <laughs> oh, oh. And then we get home, and it's like, well, Amazon's got this. I'm, Stop, right? Watch this. Here's what we do within life, though. In the spiritual side, relational side, here's what we're doing. We're buying way too much. I'm not talking about physical things. I'm not talking about presents. I'm not talking about tangible stuff or new vehicles and homes and stuff like that. While that is true, yes, but I'm also talking about mentally. You're buying into way more than what you need. You know, one of the greatest battlefields that we have as human beings is within our minds. And really then it becomes what? A heart issue. It stems from that. If our minds are full of corruptness, then we need to really take a look at the heart. What are we buying into within life that is absolutely unnecessary? That's not lining up with the will of God. That's not lining up, listen, guys, with the word of God. This is why I say every single day, or, or well, in my life, I have to tell myself every single day, no, Kevin, I don't care how tired you are. It's time to get in the word regardless. Regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of the interruptions that you may have, you must stay within the word of God. I told uh, my Wednesday night group, my, our Bible study, I said, 2020 is going to be a year that this church, we're going to devote ourselves to prayer. I believe that prayer is something so easily overlooked because it's not the tangible. It's not something within our grasp that we hold like we do a Bible. Or that you do with, within your, your Bible app or whatever it is that you use. That prayer can be overlooked so much that we get so caught up. And so watch this. Well, I just took 15 minutes to read. I'll, I'll get to prayer later on. i got to get my cup of coffee. Later on comes, all oh, the kids are up now. Oh, well, i got to get ready for work. i got to get them ready for school. I'm at work. It crosses your mind. Yeah, you know, lunch break. Lunch break, I'm going to spend time. Oh, these guys, they want to go out to lunch. Let's go out to lunch together. You're at the, oh, well, now it's time for work again. Then you get home. we, we got homework. we got sports activities. Oh, well, now, oh, wait a minute. My favorite shows are on Discovery or HDTV, you know, Joanna Gaines, all that good stuff, right? Hallmark, oh, my Lord. Mm. We could go without that one. You know? Oh, well, bath time. Get the kids ready for bed. Oh, wait a minute. My wife and I, we get a moment to watch something on TV. Okay, well, now we got our time. And now it's time to bed. Wake up the next morning. Oh, I forgot my prayer. Are you seeing me? We need to do less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. We need to make some priority here within life. You know what made me so happy the other day? I had, uh, it was two Sundays ago or three Sundays ago, I had a couple young people, late teens, early 20s, come up to me and say, Pastor, I'm ready to be baptized. Come on, that's priority right there. Amen? That is priority. And yes, we will after the first of the year. That is priority right there. That makes me so happy. 
to see people who are what? Dedicating themselves and separating themselves between, you know, away from what culture and society says is happiness and completeness. People are saying, no, my relationship with Jesus Christ is what brings happiness and completeness. That is fantastic. Let's take a look. Uh, Psalm chapter 119, verses 36 through 37 says this. Uh, Solomon gives great advice. He says, turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Some of you, you need to highlight the scripture. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to what? Your word. He's saying, God, preserve my life according to your word. Turn me away from the worthlessness that society and culture is offering. And turn me toward you, God. That's a prayer that we could all use, isn't it? That's a prayer that we need to live out within our life. What I want to do is I want to get to us to a place where my life is full of the goodness of God. Where the word of God is, isn't something that substitute, that the prayer time is, is we're devoting ourselves to that. That we're making these things as a priority. That the house of God and my family is not up for debate. Let me say that one more time. That the house of God and my family is not up for debate. I believe it was Joshua said, what, for me and my house we will what? Serve the Lord. Whether you like it or not, we're going to be in the house of God. Where's the priority? We're buying so much into the lives of the world, culture, society. What they say is going to make us happy. We need to buy less of that and more of what God has intended and what God has planned, what God wants. Jesus is defining who I am. Social media is not defining who I am. My stuff does not define who I am. Jesus defines who we are. Third thing, I love this, and we talked about it a few minutes ago, but give more. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses... Oh, that thing fell. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19 says this. Command those who are rich in this present world. Not to be what? Arrogant. Nor to put their hope in wealth. Which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in what? God. He does something marvelous. He does what? He richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. You hear so many, keep that up there, well, I'll say that in a minute. But we, we get to the spot, I need joy in my life. I need peace and tranquility, right? I, I need happiness. I, I need things to slow up. I was, uh, I was at a wedding yesterday, and uh, uh, I was at the reception, and I was sitting next to, to uh, Stephen Liscomb, my, uh, Emerson's son, and, and we went to the same Bible college. And uh, I, I saw him there, and I was sitting there next to him, and he's talking. He goes, how are you doing? I was like, busy, man busy. And he's like, yeah, that just seems to be like everybody's life. Busy. We need to buy more into what matters and less into what really doesn't amount to anything. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be what arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God, which richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Go on to the next one. Command them to do good to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Now, we can look at that within our, our, our possessions. 
to be generous and willing to share. You know, we, we, if, if, you know we, when we look at scriptures like this, you know, we instantly think, well, this is all geared toward rich people, right? Rich people. If you, I think it's something like if you eat three meals a day or have the opportunity to eat, to eat three meals a day, you are up like the top 5% of wealth within this world. Think about that. That's a shame, isn't it? So really, this is, the scripture's talking to us. If you drove here today, you, you've got more than you need. Think about that. If you ordered a pizza on Famous Pizza, app, their app, you are stinking rich. You got far more than you need. And we look at these things, and we look within this scripture here, and, and God is, he's, he's warning us. He's giving advice, but he's also giving a warning with it, saying, don't get caught up in all the stuff. Don't get caught up in the hoopla of everything. Don't get caught up in it. And, and, and watch this, and now, now let's, let's revert this away from possessions, and let's say God's also talking about this within our own personal life, that we must be generous with what he has given us. He's given us the ultimate what? Jesus Christ. And because he gave us Jesus Christ, there's a great commission that says that we are to what? Go throughout all this land and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It, it, it doesn't say just the pastor. Whew, thank God, because we're going to fail if that's the case. It doesn't say just the life group leader or the, the, the adult Bible teacher. It doesn't say just the worship leader. It says for all of us. We are all disciples of Christ. We are continually a work in project, and God is continually pouring into our lives. And as he pours in, it's what's pressed down, shaken together. What? Running over. He's pressing in on us. He's bringing it in. We need to allow it to what? Freely run over so that what it begins to happen in other people's lives. It, the, the blessings begin to pour over. Jesus Christ pours over. Love pours over. Joy pours, pour, pours over. Understanding pours over. And not become so arrogant about it. Not become so greedy with all of this stuff. So, takes us back to our first scripture this morning that says this. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. Stay with me this morning. I hope you understand today that we're talking about the possessions, the tangible things, but we're also talking about the deeper things, the spiritual life, the characteristics that make you who you are, the emotions that come from you. We, we all have a lot of things, and we're, we're buying into more and more stuff every day. We're doing it scripturally, Hopefully. Hopefully we're doing it prayerfully. But then there's a part of us that's not. There's a part of us that's going, I just, I need more. 
unless I have that, unless I have that right vacation, I'm not going to be happy. Unless I have that, if my relationship isn't exactly on point like this, then it's not going to be, forget it, I'm done. Let me help you out. <laughs> You're living a fantasy world on that one. God is saying, look, I've got more in store for your life that with, with less than what you can ever accumulate with more. I am the one who brings joy. I am the one who brings completeness. I am the one who fulfills expectation. I am the one who can bring peace within your chaos. Not what our world is saying and the enemy is trying to do. He's there to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take everything away from you that he can possibly take. That is his goal. He doesn't sleep because of that. Every moment is to steal and kill and to destroy you. But yet we can take him. I need a break from the word of God. I need a break from the prayer life. I need a break from church. Come on. We need to refocus our minds. We have a heart issue. God changed my heart. God, rearrange this heart. God, put the things in my heart that you want. Father, open the doors you want. Close the doors that need to be closed. See, we're in a room today full of people that, that I believe, hopefully, are, are Christ followers. There may be some of you today who you don't know who Jesus Christ is. I'm going to challenge you. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day where all of that can change. Because listen, you can't buy less. You can't give more. If Jesus isn't in your life, you can't have the true happiness and the joy and the completeness that only he can offer if Jesus Christ is not the Lord of your life. Whenever you about every eye closed this morning, I'm going to ask this question to you. And I mean it with everything inside of me. See, I want, the, I want an overflow of the goodness of God in your life. I want you to live a legacy and leave a legacy for generations after you. I'm all about us as a church leaving a legacy for generations of this church that possibly will be after us. But we can only do that with Jesus Christ. Jesus must be the Lord of our life. There is no other substitute. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him they will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. Jesus is all throughout the scriptures, all the way from Genesis, all the way through Revelation. Everything points back to Jesus Christ. Everything in your life should point back to Jesus Christ. If you're here today, you don't know who this Jesus Christ is, and you want to make that commitment on this ugly Christmas sweater Sunday with lots of fun, lots of excitement. But today's your day of salvation. Today's the opportunity where your life can change from this moment forever. Where there can be complete joy and happiness, and there can be peace and tranquility. There can be calmness to your chaos. But it only comes through Jesus. If you're here today and you want to make that commitment, all I want you to do is just slip up your hand. I give you that opportunity now. If that's you in this place today. See that hand. See those hands. Amen. Amen. 
Here's what I want us to do as a church. I want us to pray this prayer together. Let's do it boldly, loudly. Lord Jesus, today I give my life to you. I accept you, Lord, as my Savior, as my Master, and as my King. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me and make me pure in your sight. Help me from this day forward to live for you and only you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Absolutely. Amen. Wow. Now, here we are. I love it. Here we are, and we're talking about less, less. I need, to, I need less. I need less. God, you know, Pastor, you, I, I see what you're talking about. I see what God is saying. You know what? I, I'm, I'm so caught up in all this other junk, man. I need, I need to be caught up in what he wants. I'm allowing the season to get the best of me, or I'm allowing life to get the best of me. I'm allowing all my scheduled busyness, relationship, all this stuff to get the best of me, and I need to have my focus upon you, Lord Jesus. Anybody in here like that today? Anybody in here you can say, yep, I need to focus more on God, less of me. Focus more on God, less of stuff. Amen. Let's say this prayer together. I'm going to pray with you. All right, I'm going to pray with you. Father God, we love you and we thank you so much. And here we are, Lord. We are a room full of people that are saying our attention needs to be more on you and less of the things that don't matter and more, Lord, of the things that matter. God, we need to give more, buy less. Lord, our attention needs to be upon you. God, we need to separate ourselves, God, from, from all the other things that are trying to take up space and time that is unnecessary. Father God, we need to allow you to be that Lord of our lives, understanding that only true peace, only true joy, only true comfort, only true tranquility, only true understanding, only true calmness in my storm of life can only come because of you. So today, here we are, your people. And we're saying, God, we need more of you, less of everything else. Help us, God, to be attentive of this. Show us, God, when we're allowing everything else to, to, to take over and, and, and to fill in what only you can fill and bring pure joy. God, we pray, Lord, for open doors within our lives, but we also, God, pray for the closed ones. Have your way, have your will in every life. So, God, the psalmist tells us, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen. We love you guys. Have a great afternoon.